0: Welcome, welcome. This is Steve Okoraha, and you're on Lawyer Up with Steve-O. I'm your host, Steve Okoraha, as I've mentioned, and we have a great show for you today. We have a lot of great information. Of course, we've been providing you with a lot of very helpful, very informative information about what's going on in the community, and of course, information to help better your lives. And that's exactly what this show is about, it's to help hopefully keep you out of trouble and of course, help you um, advance your life in some way, shape or form. Um, what this show is about is basically giving you a lot of different legal advice in, in different realms of law. I practice a lot of different types of law, uh, primarily business and contracts, family law, traffic tickets, and estate planning. But I also um, do a little bit of other things. So um, I like to think I'm a jack of all trades, um, but a lot of heavily what I do is is business contracts and, and and family law. So, But that doesn't stop me from being able to give you advice and help you um, stay out of trouble and be able to help yourself and, and avoid a lot of legal pitfalls so that um, you don't have to need to, to call me or any other lawyer that, that you, you, you happen to encounter. So um, what we have here is a very special show, and we are talking about identity theft and scams um, and how to avoid them. Of course, as you guys know, with the pandemic, a lot of us have been at home we're doing a lot of online shopping we're getting a lot more calls from uh, creditors and um, people wanting to sell you stuff, people wanting to give you a deal. Um, you're getting a lot of emails and things like that um, this is this show is basically to help you sift through all of that and help you understand exactly what's a scam and what's not, how to protect yourself, what you should do when you know if if you're a victim of it um, and just things to look out for you know things to look out for so that you can avoid. Um, having your identity stolen or having one of these scams, you know, perpetrated against you. So um, that is our show for today. Please, please, please be sure to comment in the, in the comments uh, if you're watching on Facebook. And of course, share this video with your, with your friends and family. This is going to be some very important information. Um, definitely, you know, help somebody by sharing this video with them, and hopefully they can get the information that, that they need. So um, we're gonna dive right into it, but first, um, I know you're wondering if, you know, how, how safe you are with, with these scams, but we have to cut to a quick commercial break. Um, so we'll be right back and then we'll, we'll dive right in. So stay tuned. Our new house is amazing. Great street, huge yard. There is a bit of an issue with our neighbors fencing. <coughs> At least GEICO makes bundling our home and car insurance easy. Which helps us save even more. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Peter. Touché. What? I'm down. For bundling made easy, go to geico.com. If you like this video, please share it. And hit the subscribe button to watch more great GEICO videos if you... Hey, guys, can you please watch the begonias? Just planted those. Sorry, welcome back everybody. I told you guys it would be a short break. Now uh, we're back. Of course, this is Lori up with Steve-O. I'm going to give you some information about what exactly identity theft is because we are going to fight this and hopefully give yourself enough information to arm yourself against all of these scams and and things that, that happen so you don't become an unfortunate victim. So what is identity theft? It's a crime that occurs when your personal and financial information is accessed and used without your permission. And here is a very key stat for those living in Texas, like myself. Uh, Texas is one of the top states for identity theft. It is fourth in the nation for the highest rate of reported cases. And this is mainly because of, you know, our our large population. Um, Houston is the fourth largest uh, city in the country. Um, Dallas, I think, is somewhere on the top 10 as well. So it's only right that, you know, criminals would target those with a a large population, so that's why there's a lot of, you know, um, highly reported cases in Texas. Um, Just one stat to throw out at you, um, it's 130.3 victims per 100,000 people in this state, so for every 100,000 people, there are at least about 130 victims, just to give you um, kind of a, a, a little percentage there, and the sophistication of the crimes are increasing. So, Whereas most people think that you know someone may just come up and talk to you, or they might you know call you, they're getting a lot more sophisticated. They're they're coming in in your emails. They're jumping up as ads on your your tablet. They're they're coming up as um, you know videos that you need to click on, or or fake emails you know on your on your phone. I mean they're. There's a lot more complexity going on with um, these scams, and they're, you know, the, the scammers are smart. You know, they, they, they find tricky ways to make themselves look le- legitimate, and therefore, you know, get exactly the information they need to potentially steal from you. So how does identity theft occur? Identity thieves often get your information from the trash you throw away. It can come from bank statements, credit card applications, or corporate databases, stolen checks, or even, hackers on the internet gaming, uh, gaining access to your files on your home computer. So um, if you don't have the proper software on your computer, your phone, your laptop, your tablet, um, criminals often exploit those, those devices and try to find ways in in order to steal this information. So it's very important that you have the right software on your computer that protects against this. Um, also using, um, you know, VPNs, things like that, na- things of that nature. Um, they're just they're, There's quite a bit of complexity into it. Um, just make sure that your, your your devices are protected. And, of course, if you're throwing away information that's important, old credit cards, expired debit cards, um, just make sure to, to shred them, scatter the pieces, um, shred very important documents, you know, any, anything that, that has... Your social on it. Make sure you're, you're shredding that and, and you're, you're putting that away. Um, many happen through phishing emails. Now, what is a phishing email? Phishing email is an email that looks very legitimate. It may come from a, a company or a vendor that you, that you patronize. Um, let's just say, for instance, Amazon. Uh, they send you an email. It looks like it's from Amazon, but it's not. Oftentimes, it'll end up in your junk mail folder. But even if it doesn't, it will say something to the effect of um, you bought something for $399. We just want to verify the information, and if you did not, then please give us a call so that we can uh, go ahead and rectify the information. However, um, a lot of those emails tend to be fake because they're asking you to give them information when you think you're just helping Amazon take away a charge that really doesn't exist. Um, and there's a, the phishing emails come in a lot of different forms, but a lot of the times it looks legitimate. It, it looks like it's, it's from the company that it, they say they are, but really it's not. So uh, main thing would be to make sure that your junk mail uh, settings are, are, are legitimate, are, they're set up the right way so that your junk mail can, can find those and put those in the junk mail folder. And also check the email addresses. A lot of the email addresses will have random letters and numbers. Um, it won't necessarily say exactly uh, the company that that it's supposed to be from. But the rest of the email will look, you know, just like what it's supposed to look like. And then once you click the link, it, you know, it's 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 all over. You know, they've they've they can either you know put some kind of malware, spyware on your on your device, and then they can you know have access to your personal information. Okay, so the other types of uh, identity theft, three well, two main types, two biggest types, financial identity theft, which is um, they create new fraudulent financial relationships to hurt your established credit, like trying to get a new credit card account or loans in your name. I personally have had this happen to me. Um, I had someone steal my identity, and they had credit cards with gas stations. They had credit cards with Victoria's Secret. They had credit cards with uh, different banks and they just went to town. You know, I'm not sure exactly how they would have got that information, but, um, usually the type of identity theft that happens is to gain access to some sort of, um, finances, whether it be, you know, trying to get a a loan or a credit card in in, in your name. That's really the most, the most common. Um, the other type that is also financial is mortgage fraud. Uh, it's the fastest growing type of identity theft and it's where criminals will obtain a mortgage in your name, take the money once they get the mortgage, and then default which sets you up for, for foreclosure and possibly eviction. They may also offer to help pay but this should be a clue as to the scam they are setting up. So if you have if you ever have anyone wanting to um, rent or purchase real estate in your name um, and they say that they're going to pay, that you don't have to worry. Um, you were doing some kind of, you know, investment or, or, or something going on, just see that as a red flag. You know, if you're not responsible for the uh, the payments, well, if you are responsible for the payments and someone else is paying, that always, always sets you up to be the one that has to take the fall. Now, whether or not you get foreclosed on any, or an eviction on your record, both of those are not good. It, it can impact, you know, things that you want to do in the future. So make sure you look out for that as well. Second type of uh, identity theft is criminal identity theft. And it's giving your identifying information to an officer instead of their own, which links you to a crime on your record, and it affects you applying for a job, a line of credit, or a loan, and even a warrant for your arrest. Now, I actually have had this happen to my clients um, several times. Of course, um, as you know, I do traffic tickets. So I've had several clients say, hey, Steve, um, I have the speeding ticket, but I didn't do it. And I'm like, what do you mean you didn't do it? They say, no, I wasn't in the car. I don't ever remember getting a ticket. On this day that they said that I got the ticket, I never got the ticket. Someone took my car um, or my relative had been driving or a friend of mine had been driving who is now an ex-friend. And they gave them my driver's license and my insurance, so they think it's me. This is very difficult to now fight. And hopefully you don't get put in this situation because um, having the burden to prove that, it's, that it was not you will be pretty difficult. Now, if they have body cam uh, footage, which in a lot of traffic cases they do, then they could show exactly who the individual was that got pulled over. And then you can show yourself able to prove who you are and and hopefully that gets thrown out in court but um, you don't want to have that happen to you so in the event that you're letting someone else drive your car make sure that you keep your identifying information to yourself of course you should keep a copy of the insurance in the the vehicle in the event that they do get pulled over but in terms of ID um, passports driver's license stuff like that um, just make sure you keep that to yourself um, and of course, just don't leave it in the car. If you, if you don't let people drive your car, just don't leave it in the car as as a as a good measure, just in case your, your vehicle may get stolen and they want to drive all over everywhere, just so that you can show that that wasn't you. Um, other types of identity theft: um, there's social security theft, there's um, IRS income tax fraud, and basically the the goal is to obtain disability, workman's comp, or health benefits. So this is a typical scam that um, criminals go after the elderly for. Um, unfortunately, you know, th- this, this happens way too often to the elderly and, and their disability benefits, their, um, their Social Security benefits, their, you know, any, any other type of benefits, it, it, it gets taken from them um, with, with this type of scam. So your Social Security number is the most important financial tool financial identifying tool that you have that a criminal is going to use to now get some type of funds that, you, that you're entitled to. And then lastly, children's social security numbers. You gotta make sure, for those that have kids, make sure that you hide those because children are often easy targets for identity theft. They don't typically have credit yet, they don't have any type of accounts, um, and that social is just not being used. So um, if you have kids and you have their socials, make sure it's in a locked location or somewhere where you know where it is and no one else can find it. I personally have my, my kids' social security cards in a, in, a, in a locked safe. So I make sure that it stays there and no one can have access to it because you want to make sure that your kids' um, credit, their identity, their criminal record is all intact so when they reach the age of 18 that they don't have any of these issues Um, you know, coming up. You you don't, you don't want to set them up to have a lot of issues when they, when they reach adulthood. So how do you know if you are a victim of identity theft? Um, Identity theft is a unique crime because the victim may not know it has occurred until long after the fact. But to catch identity theft early, be on the lookout for the following things. Unauthorized purchases on bank accounts or credit cards. If you see something that looks funny, say something. Even if you don't remember buying it and it really was a legitimate purchase or you say, hey, I, I go to Costco every weekend, um, I think it was legitimate. No, if you don't remember, just tell the bank, hey, this is, this is a little illegitimate. I don't think it was me. That way, you know, you're, you're making sure that you're being proactive about, about looking at charges on your credit cards and your, and your debit cards. Bills from unauthorized credit accounts. So if you get a bill from Capital One and, you know, for a credit card bill and you've never had a credit card with Capital One, then you know something has happened. You know someone maybe opened up an account that is not yours, but the bank or the financial institution found you. So that's when you should go and tell them, hey, this is not me. Um, Please close this account. I have, you know, the, the, the evidence to prove it. Missing bank statements and credit card statements. If you typically get your bank statements or credit card statements by mail and they're missing, um, or you get them by email and maybe you didn't get it, call and check with your financial institution to make sure that they sent it to the right address. If not, then that also leaves you um, open to someone else seeing that information. It's very private, very confidential information. And that's something that um, could also expose you to identity theft. Um, if you are turned down for a credit card or a loan that you think you should be able to receive, um, this happens all the time. You walk into a bank, you say, I want to get a credit card. Your credit, when you before you walked in there, you thought was stellar. You thought it was really good. You thought it was maybe high 700s, maybe even low 700s. But you, At the end of the day, you thought you, you should not be denied for it, and then you get denied for it and you've never, maybe you've never had a, uh, an issue getting, getting a loan or a credit card, this is a sign that maybe something is happening. You'll need to check, you know, what's been going on with your credit to see if there's any unauthorized activity going on. And finally, um, as I stated earlier, any unauthorized accounts on your credit report. Um, it's important to constantly check your credit report um, periodically. I wouldn't say every day. Um, there are apps that allow you to check your credit score on a daily basis. Credit reports are a little bit more difficult to get, um, and it can sometimes get costly if you check it too much. But your credit report is mainly something you need to review you know, periodically as as you can to make sure that nothing out of the ordinary has appeared. Now, this, this is the best way for you to, to view if anything fishy has happened, if someone has gotten a loan in your name, someone has gotten a... A mortgage in your name. Someone has gotten a, a a car in your name, or you know, and anything you, you can you can easily find out what's there. Um, the three credit bureaus, as you know, Equifax, TransUnion, and Experian. Um, those are the the three bureaus that keep records of of all of this. And everything you do in terms of your finances gets reported to them. Your your mortgage payments, your um, your car loans, your you know any any type of you know loan or or credit that you have always gets reported to these these bureaus so um, you want to make sure you check your credit reports um, and and make sure that there is no um no fishy activity going on all right so um that was quite a bit of information um just remember that you know these things are to help you and help you avoid some of these things happening to you so uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about you know how to protect yourself and things you can be proactive about um, that can help you you know avoid identity theft and not just know when you're in it, but to say hey this is something that's a little bit fishy. I may not want to do that. So we're going to take a quick commercial break, pay some bills. We will be right back. <laughs> I just got through watching a great show on Boss Up Houston Network. Have you heard? They're bossing up, okay? And I heard they're looking for you. Any podcasters, talk show hosts, if you're a writer or producer, we definitely need you. Come aboard and boss up. Are you a small business owner that is struggling to promote your company? Our topic today is what's your status? Shoot the dice at this point. Just shoot the dice, the dice. So... Hey how y'all doing, it's attorney streaming. Uh, Alright. I love it. Imagine being televised on a national platform. How about being a host or sponsor on a syndicated podcast? Or being featured on exclusive promotions and interview for your product to your ideal customer. Hi, I'm Kayla Sneed, and I'm head of sales with Boss Up Houston, and here at Boss Up, we like to help small business owners and entrepreneurs advertise, promote, or become a sponsor for one of our television, podcasts, or radio shows. All you have to do is click the link down below to see if you qualify. I'll be seeing you soon. This is Boss Up Houston, where we look up, stay up, and boss up. everybody. Welcome back. This is your host, Steve and We're on Lawyer Up with Steve-O. We're going to get right into how to protect yourself from identity theft. We're talking identity theft and scams, all the the ins and outs, the ups and downs, but mainly this is to give you information to, to help you out and to help you avoid these things. So you ask yourself, Steve, how do I protect myself? While there's no guaranteed way to prevent thieves from stealing your identity, there are several things you can do to make it harder for them. Um, keep any personal or financial information in a safe and secure place. If you do not need it, shred it. It's very important. Like I told you, any documents that you need to discard, make sure you shred it, make sure you, you cut it up. That, that old driver's I mean that old driver's license, that old um, debit or credit card, make sure you shred it, scatter the pieces. Just make sure that it, it gets destroyed. Um, shred any credit card statements, credit card applications, bank statements, bills or any other pieces of mail that, that may have identifying information or account information contained in them. And that includes maybe your current statements as well. If you don't get uh, digital statements as a PDF sent to you by your financial institution, um, that's fine. If you, you're old school and you want to have files you know, in, in a, in a uh, file folder somewhere, uh, just make sure that it's a secure place. But if you are one of those that gets it, you just want to look at it real quick and you say, hey, I don't need this, I don't want to keep this paper, Make sure you shred it. Make sure you dispose of it correctly and not just like any other trash. It's very important trash. So make sure it gets destroyed properly. Memorize your driver's license number, your social security number, PIN numbers and passwords instead of carrying them. Now, I know this may be difficult for some of you, um, but the more you're able to memorize these numbers, the less likely it is that you're able to lose them if you're carrying them, maybe written... Um, in your wallet, in your purse, um, you don't want to have these lying around so that in the event that you lose them, any criminal has access to, to do whatever they want with them. And, and all of those numbers are very important. So just make sure if you can't memorize them, that you find some way to store them in a way that's not, easily, it's not easy for you to get lost. Shield your hand when entering PIN numbers or signing receipts very important. Uh, you, don't, you don't want people kind of looming over you at the grocery store or the gas pump. So just make sure, put your hand over the, over the, uh, the, the keypad just so that people don't see what numbers you're putting in. Um, you'd be surprised how much a lot of people may or may not be watching you when you do that. Um, and then, of course, same thing with your, your signature. Um, it's easy for criminals to be able to sign loan documents and credit card applications when they know exactly what your signature looks like. So um, if you are signing a a, a document and you're in a public place, just make sure to put your hand there. Don't worry about offending someone next to you or or even the person that's asking you to sign it. Um, You just need to make sure you're protecting your information. When creating passwords or PIN numbers, do not use easily obtainable recognizable numbers such as family names or birthdays criminals always go to your background and who you're related to where you live Um, these are the types of things that they use to try to guess what your password or your pin is if you live at one two three four evergreen terrace then they're gonna try one two three four in a combination of different numbers to try to get your your password um, a lot of times we use common numbers and names like that so that we can remember it easily. But guess what? That criminal is also thinking the same thing because a lot of us, you know, we don't want to, we don't want, we don't like complex passports, I mean passwords because we usually forget them. So they're thinking on that same wavelength too. So it's important um, that you um, use something that's not as easily, easily obtainable. Take all credit card receipts and ATM slips and shred them. Better yet, um, at the AT- if you're at the ATM and you don't need that slip at the end that tells you what your balance is, just hit that button that says you do not want a receipt. It's much better. I know you want to see how much you know is in your account. Make sure that deposit went through. Uh, make sure that check went in correctly. But that piece of paper is something that's very easy for criminals to now access and try to gain access to that account that that you have. So. Um, if you must have that printout, or if you do get that credit card receipt um, from when you make a purchase, make sure you shred it. If not, just make sure it's, it's digital and it goes either to, to you as a text message um, or to your email. Do not put any unnecessary information on your checks, such as your date of birth or your driver's license number. Now, I don't see a lot of instances, instances of this, but I have seen people put their driver's license on their checks that is very dangerous because you're putting a lot of um, identifying information that other people can see. Now, even, with, even if it's with a financial institution, um, there's still someone else looking at it. So you have to be very um, paranoid, in a sense, to make sure that you're only putting information down that, um, on that check that is necessary for you to conduct that transaction. Do not have new checks delivered through mail. Instead, pick them up at your bank. Now, I'm guilty of this. I do have new checks mailed to me in a secure folder. Um, However, I do understand that it, it would be a lot easier to pick them up at your bank. But not every bank allows you to pick them up at the bank. A lot of times they outsource the printing of their checks. So they say, you know, just have it shipped to your house. You can ask them, you know, just say, hey, can I have them shipped here? Because I don't want them shipped to my house. I trust it coming here so that I can pick them up here. They shouldn't have a problem, but um, if they do, maybe you're not at the right bank. But um, just make sure that if um, if you're having it shipped to you, that you, you be careful with that. And if, if maybe it gets lost or something, then you know that you maybe shouldn't have those checks or you should try to um, get those checks at your financial institution. Only make purchases at secure websites on the Internet. Now, it is often difficult to know what a secure website is, um, there's a lot of things that may look legitimate, uh, but there is a way that you can look into your in your in your browser that HTTP. If there's an S at the end, usually that means it's secure. You'll also see different identifiers um, on the website that show it's secure. Um, usually, your browser will tell you if you are looking into a website that may not, may not be legitimate. Um, if you, if you do get that notification that it may not be legitimate, make sure that you check you and recheck uh, the address that you're trying to go to so that you make sure that you're using the right website and not amazonia.com or or, or something weird, you know. Um, don't enter your personal information on pop-up ads or other unsecure websites. This is important because a lot of those pop-up ads are going to be very attractive. You know, they're, they're going to, They're specifically tailored to show you exactly what you typically shop for and they have been tracking that so that they can show you this ad of something that you really want and then once you click that information, provide them with your information, they got what they need, you know. So be very careful with those pop-up ads. Don't give out your information over the telephone to unknown or unauthorized callers. Now I'm going to go into this a little bit because this is probably the biggest scam that uh, is going on right now is, are these telephone scams and these uh, telemarketers, um, they will call you and they will ask you to give a lot of personal information over the phone. Um, It is always, always a bad idea to do that. Um, Only give it to people that are, you know, for sure are going to represent that company that they, that they say they are. Um, if they start asking for social security numbers, even if it is a legitimate company that you, you typically work with, if it's Bank of America or Chase, just say I'm uncomfortable giving that information over the phone, is there another way that you can verify me um, or send me something so that I can verify my identity that way? They would be glad to do that. They will understand uh, that, that you wanna do that. It's all about protecting yourself. You should never feel ashamed of, of, of doing so. And lastly, request a credit report from each of the credit bureaus at least once a year to check for any fraud. Yes, this is what um, I stated uh, before the break. Make sure you monitor your credit reports at least once a year. I check mine at least twice a year um, just to make sure nothing is going on, just to make sure that things are the way that I remember them being. Um, But that is the quickest and easiest way for you to find out if something is going on because any any type of new account, um, new loan that gets opened up in your name will be reported to the credit bureaus. All right, so you say, Steve, um, I'm already currently in trouble. Or um, if I do get in trouble, what what remedies do I have? Uh, You can alert the credit bureaus, of course, and and put a a fraud alert on on all three credit bureaus, Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion. Um, They will identify your account as potential fraud so that if any activity happens then they will flag it and let you know and hopefully be able to remove that off of your credit report um, of course reviewing your credit report as I said that is the best way to avoid that but um, in the event that you have something happened to you um, definitely let the institution that that fake account might be with and also the credit bureaus know so that they can put a fraud alert on on both ends um, file a report with law enforcement. Um, there are divisions of law enforcement that do um, focus specifically on cyber crimes and identity theft um, and, and a lot of these scams that, that, are, that are going on. So um, just make sure that you, you, identi- you identify, once you identify that the identity theft has happened to you, make sure to contact the proper law enforcement. Um, contact creditors and financial institutions and close any of the affected accounts. If you know you don't bank at Chase and you, s- and you see that this person has a Chase card, immediately call them. Even if you do bank at Chase and you know you don't have a credit card, but they opened uh, a Chase card um, in your name, contact them directly, tell them to put a fraud alert on all your accounts just to make sure that they don't have access to anything. And dealing with debt collectors. Um, collect as much information from them and let them know that this is fraud, and also ask them what document documentation they will need to prove this. Now, debt collectors are only doing you know what specifically they are told to do. Sometimes they're very um, overzealous and use a lot of unscrupulous methods to get the debts that are owed to them. However, sometimes you'll get a debt collector call you trying to collect payment on a you know an an old card that you have no idea that um, had had happened to you. So you want to make sure that that you, you give them a call and you tell them, okay, hey, or if they call you, you say, hey, I, I don't I have no idea about this. What do you need from me to, to show that and get as much information from them as, as you can. So um, let's go to a quick commercial break. Uh, right now, we need to um, get into a lot of those new scams and, and, and those telemarketer scams and, and con artists that I told you about. So we'll be right back. Steve, I'm in big trouble, I need your help I got you, don't worry man, what do do you need? At Goodman and McGill, we offer a wide variety of services catered directly to you So come to us for whatever issue you have We can definitely take care of it and offer you very fast and prompt communication And excellent service, that is our motto here at Goodman and McGill our services include family law, divorce, child custody, child support, name changes, business and contracts, estate planning, probate, traffic tickets, wills, trusts. Thanks again, Steve. No problem. Anytime. Anytime. Yes, sir. Here at Goodman & McGill, we take care of all of your legal issues. Check us out online at www.goodmanandmcgill.com. going to dive right into it. We're talking telephone con artists and telemarketers now. Before we talked about identity theft, now we're going to go a little bit in detail as to the scams that you could be victim to. And a lot of scams that are going on that you maybe have no idea. But this is just to inform you so that you can tell a friend to tell a friend exactly what's going on so that everyone knows about these scams and it is less likely for you or a loved one or someone that you care about to fall victim to one of these scams. So Um, Like I said before, senior citizens are often common targets of this. Um, I know plenty of um, elderly people that have come to me and told me that this has happened, um, that they've had calls. Um, Even my parents get calls saying that, oh, this is Microsoft, we're here to... um, check your computer for viruses or a lot of things that sound really legitimate, but they're not. So you have to be careful with these things. And if you know a senior citizen that um, often get the, gets these calls, then um, I'm going to give you some of the things that you can do in order to report uh, the, these things. So types of scams that are going on. Uh, we have the foreign lottery sweepstakes where you, you won a bunch of money or some kind of lottery or, or contest in another country. And you're entitled to all this money, but oftentimes they're going to tell you that you need to pay us a small sum of $1,000 for you to get five million euro, yen, whatever. Um, you know that's that's a typical scam that 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 is going on. So just make sure that if you have no business dealing with whatever country that you have won this lottery in, um, then you be able to identify that as a scam and, and avoid it. All right. Um, Home repair. So, we just went through the winter storm uh, a couple months back. A lot of times, uh, fake repair companies, fake contractors will come out to your home and say, hey, we want to do a check. We want to, you know, repair this. We see that, you know, your roof is a little dented from hail. We see that your yard needs this, Um, you know, your shed needs this, your garage needs that. Uh, your windows need to be repaired they will sign you up under contract make you pay ahead of time and then never show up and do the work or they do the work and it's terrible they don't even do what they exactly they were supposed to do this is very common because they target people that are in need um especially after after a disaster so um and of course here in houston it floods you know quite a bit um we rarely have, you know, storms like the winter storm that, that we had, but just make sure if we go through anything like that again, that you be on the lookout for people that are doing this. Um, Verify your information, that is basically a lot of what these phishing scams are and sometimes they'll call you just to say, hey, can you verify your, your, uh, you know, this is uh, the fraud alert department with with Google or or Amazon, can you verify your information, Um, what is your social security number, what is your ID number, Um, what is your address, they'll ask you all of this information without telling you exactly why they're asking for it. and if you know it's something that they shouldn't be asking about, then don't give them that information. And then, of course, investment scams. Um, A lot of times, they'll tell you about a great opportunity to invest in either a new product or a parcel of land, some type of building or real estate. Um, They'll tell you that this is something where we need a certain amount of funds, and then you're going to get a return. It could be a new business opportunity as well. It doesn't actually have to be, you know, real estate related, but um, a lot of times they'll say, hey, you give us this much, you're going to get a rate of return of something crazy, 300% or, or, or something that's just, you know, is too good to be true. Um, just make sure you're doing your due diligence on that and make sure that it's, um, it's something that's legitimate. Those are probably the most legitimate looking scams, but, um, you know, if it's too good to be true, it probably is. I know that's a common saying, but it, it really is the best way for you to stay out of um, those, those types of scams. Warning signs, they contact you. They promise you a big reward. They want personal information, personal identifiable information that most companies won't ask you for. Uh, You have to pay them first. That is is the biggest key. If there are a lot of things that they want to help you with, you shouldn't have to pay them first until they do it. Now I know this doesn't operate in all industries because um, especially for lawyers, you have to pay us first before we render services to you. And that's just, you know, the the code and ethics of of being a lawyer. Um, But a lot of things that you are going to need to pay for, typically you pay for it after the service or the product has been rendered to you. So if they ask you to pay for something first, like a foreign lottery scam or, um, you know, some email from, you know, some royalty stating that you you got a bunch of money coming to you, usually they're going to ask you for some money. And you're thinking, well, I'm going to get this much money, which is way more than I've, I'm, I'm paying, so let me just go ahead and pay it. I would not do that, You know, just definitely not. Anything that asks you to, to pay into it, it's probably a scam. And then um, a big thing, they ask you to wire the money instead of mailing it. Now, this is very easy for criminals if they, if they get the money wire transfer. It's not as easily traced. You can give a fake identity to receive the, 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 uh, the funds. They can create fake accounts for these wires. Um, if they're asking you to wire information, more than likely it's a scam. There are so many ways to transfer money in, uh, in, in this world, in this country, that wire transfer is probably one of the least used ways for you to be able to do that. If they ask you to wire money, it's probably some type of scam. So you need to double check and verify that there's some other Um, verifiable mean of means of transferring money so more more ways to protect yourself Um, don't be afraid to say no and hang up the phone con artists will not hesitate to take advantage of your good manners hang up immediately if the caller makes you feel uncomfortable or begins intimidation tactics so if you're on a call with someone that's really pressuring you to do something or they just keep asking the same question over and over um, maybe they get a little rude just hang up the phone if, if it's something that, that is very important, they would try to give good customer service. And if they're not able to identify exactly what it is that you're doing this for or answer any of your questions, it's probably a scam. Just don't, don't fall for it. Hang up the phone. Never judge a person's integrity by the sound of their voice. Con artists often sound quite professional and are very polite. They are extremely skilled liars and can be very convincing when they talk to you. Um, This is, you know, it's easier said than done to, you know, find someone that you know for sure is telling the truth or being a liar, especially over the phone. And with these companies, they're trained to do good customer service, both the legitimate companies and the con artists. They know that customer service is key. Having that friendly, approachable, calm demeanor is something that gets you to open up and give information. So they're going to try that as much as possible. Just make sure that you're on top of your P's and Q's know exactly what they're doing. And if they're asking for way too much information, then they should. If you're, if, if, um, the company you're dealing with is Google and they're asking you for a social security number, it's probably, you know, red flag. You, you don't need your social to use any of Google's products. So, um, just things like that, that you can, you can, um, help remember and and just exercise that, that bit of caution. Beware of salespeople who prey on your fears. Con artists know that many seniors worry about outliving their savings. Con artists will play on these fears and will pitch their schemes to make sh- to, um, as a sure way to build your savings, so that such fears can be alleviated. Now, fear is something that makes a lot of people move. Um, fear is something that will get you to move if they find out exactly what you're afraid of. If you're afraid that, um, you know, you're you're going to die soon and and you you have life insurance or maybe you're looking for life insurance and you've been putting it off but this company all of a sudden calls you and they say hey we need all this information you want to make sure you know you get life insurance because you know you don't want to get hit by a bus or something and they're they're pressuring you they're kind of playing on those fears and giving you that that dread that you you've always hated if they take you down that dark path it's probably a scam. Um, a lot of companies, especially life insurance companies, will tell you the benefits of doing so and, and what perks there are to have life insurance. Not saying that the criminals won't, but um, it's just one of those things that criminals will use is they'll, they'll try to play on your, your fears of whatever you're afraid is is going to happen. So make sure you're, you're very cognizant of that. Hang up immediately if the caller makes you feel... Uh, feel uncomfortable or begins intimidation tactics. Never let someone bully you into giving them your personal information or money. Very simple. Just hang up on them. If you feel offended by what they're saying, um, you probably already do this on a daily basis to friends and family anyway, or people you don't like, your boss, uh, your co-worker that calls you. Um, it's no different from when um, someone is on the line, on your phone harassing you, trying to bully you into getting your information or your financial information or or your social security number. um, If you feel pressured just hang up the phone. Check out businesses and charities that you contact that contact you for money by contacting the Better Business Bureau. To locate your Better Business Bureau visit www.bbb.org. A lot of companies can be verified through the Better Business Bureau that's what they're there for to make sure that you're dealing with a, um, a, a, verifi- a verified company. So if you're questioning who this company is, and they say that they are um, Apple Tech Care, well, you want to go and you want to check out, you know, exactly what exactly, you know, this company says they are. I mean, they're going to give you some type of name that makes it sound like they're legitimate, Make sure to look them up with the Better Business Bureau or other, just Google them. There's a lot of different ways you can do that. And then lastly, timely up-to-date information about the latest scams, schemes, and other crimes that target seniors can be a powerful protective weapon. Educate yourself to to avoid becoming a victim. Subscribe online with the Texas Attorney General's Office at www.oag.state.tx.us and click on email subscriptions to receive free email alerts regarding the latest scams targeting Texas seniors, or put your name on their hard copy mailing list by calling 1-800-252-8011, and this is for residents of Texas. Um, so if you want to know exactly about all the scams, you want to make sure that you're on top of everything that's going on, the attorney general's office does a good job of disseminating, it, giving that information out To everyone, to inform everybody about exactly what's going on, so that you're protected and you're knowledgeable about uh, ways that you can protect yourself. So, we're going to take one more commercial break. I know you're like Steve; I want more more knowledge, but I mean, hey, we're getting to the end of our show here. Hopefully, you have learned quite a bit about these identity theft um, activities, about a lot of these scams. Um, Hopefully, you can share this video with a friend, with a relative that you know that may be susceptible susceptible to these scams and hopefully you can you can help someone so quick commercial break we will be right back And we're at the end of our show. Hopefully you learned quite a bit about identity theft and scams. Um, Have just a little bit of information to give you. Of course, my contact information so that you can contact me in case you have any questions. Um, Give me feedback about the show. If you want to end up on the show, definitely feel free to reach out to me with the contact information that, that I'm going to give you. But... Um, One of the things that I I like to do with the show is not only highlight um, a lot of the good that's happening, but also the bad, just to let you guys know what's going on. And hopefully you can be more aware of your surroundings and help out with the efforts. And what am I talking about? Um, We have a woman by the name of Erica Hernandez that was kidnapped um, the other day. Um, Last seen on April 18th. She's a mother of three. Um, she's 40 years old. Um, the last time she was seen was in a vehicle, a 2020 GMC Acadia. So if you have any information about this, if you're driving down the road, you see a GMC Acadia, it looks newer, just report it, contact the HPD Missing Persons Unit at 832-392-1840 or Texas Equus Search, which is 281 309 9,500. Um, they do offer a reward for any information leading to where, um, Ms. Hernandez can be found. Terrible thing that has happened. It's Someone, uh, that I know close to me that has happened to her friend. So please, please, please make sure you keep your eyes open. Keep your eyes peeled. If you know anyone that has seen this vehicle or seen her, um, please contact one of these numbers so that, um, hopefully Ms. Hernandez can, can be found. All right. So like I was saying with with my other show, if you watch my last show, I'm putting together a legal counsel for the American Caribbean Chamber of Commerce. Um, I'm looking for a few good lawyers with their expertise in in different fields to join me on this council. So if you're interested, um, I can give you all the details. Feel free to contact me um, as soon as possible. Or if you know someone that might qualify for this and they might want to um, get a lot more leads and a lot more customers that are here in the Fort Bend and Harris County area, definitely feel free to contact me. And you're, at, you're like, Steve, how can you contact me? You can contact me by email at contact at goodmanmcgill.com. Uh, phone number is 833-529-9748. My website is www.goodmanmcgill.com. Um, You can also reach me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. So you have all the different ways to contact me so you don't have any excuse. Definitely feel free to reach out to me with any questions. If you need legal advice, if you need legal representation, or if you just want to give me any feedback about the show, or if you want to end up on the show, uh, you know, like I said before, make sure to reach out to me. And remember, when life gets you down, remember to lawyer up. Have a good evening, everybody. We'll see you uh, next Friday. podcast.